What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Christians of the Millennia. Uh, I just want to start off by saying, if you have not yet listened to our last episode, The Alignment of Space and Time, then I would highly recommend you go listen to that. Not because I want you to listen to every episode that we have, that would be great, but really because if you haven't listened to the last episode, you're not going to be able to get the fullness of what this episode currently is. And what this episode is, is is us really breaking down, not necessarily the concept of Revelation, but this is us working through Revelation to try to get through truth. Because not every Revelation that you get just starts in truth. Sometimes it has a hint of it, and you you have to process through it, you have to talk through it, you have to work through it, you have to apply it, or research it, or do homework, study on it to finally get down to the nitty-gritty of what God is actually trying to tell you or somebody around you, so on and so forth. And so um, this episode is actually going to be called The Alignment of Truth um, because we are aligning to what the truth really is on the revelation that we were given in the last episode. So we got a revelation last episode. We dug into it a little bit. We reached a point of disagreement. And to be honest with you, we could have just started this episode and started complete from, completely from scratch on a different concept, on something completely different. But God wanted us to continue to stick with this and work through this. Um, and I think that this conversation is just going to be healthy for people listening, um, for other people that hear from God or see signs or that somebody has spoken over your life or, you know, so on and so forth. And maybe even for people that don't necessarily believe that God is even speaking to you, maybe you're not necessarily walking um, in your faith, um, but you see little things or you hear little things or, you know, things just stick out to you. um, There's a chance that God really is talking to you. I mean, I know that he is. Um, whether you decide to see that as a revelation from him or not is completely up to you and your spirit to discern. But um, we just wanted to give you guys a practical example of what it looks like to work from a revelation to the truth of what that revelation really means. So I hope you guys enjoy. I hope you guys gain something from this. And um, I hope that you can open your eyes and your ears and your spirit to the things that God is trying to say to you. Um, not necessarily right now in this moment, but just in general. And, um, again, I thank you guys for tuning in. I really do. I really, really do. We love you guys. And, um, yeah, I just can't wait to see where uh, God is going to continue to take this thing. So without further ado, welcome back. for bringing us together, uh, safe and sound. Could be a lot of different places doing a lot of different things and, um, yet we've made it an effort to come here uh, under your alignment to just come and speak and uh, process what through what you're doing in us, through what you're doing around us, through what you're doing in the soil, um, so on and so forth, Dad. And um, I just pray right now for just ease of conversation and that um, you'll take any sense of burden or obligation away from us and allow mm-hmm. us to just flow within uh, the spirit of freedom that you've given us. Um, and if we get an episode out of it, then so be it, God. But we just thank you for the fact that we get to sit here and have conversations about what you're doing. And we don't have to face uh, prejudice and we don't have to face oppression. That we can just freely and openly communicate about the things that you're doing in us. And um, 
hopefully in that process we can encourage others to um, try to process through what you're doing in them uh, even if they don't necessarily see it yet even if they don't necessarily understand even if they don't necessarily believe in you yet dad uh, that they'll give it the time of day to even try to fathom or comprehend how you may or may not be moving in their lives and I just thank you for every listener. Um, I thank you for the people that aren't listening as well, but I uh, thank you right now, especially for the listeners um, as they are going through their week, as they are going through their summer. Um, we're kind of in that waiting period between years, if you will, um, between waiting to see what's going to happen in the fall, how things are going to change, how things are going to be different, God. and. Um, I just thank you for this time. I thank you for your love. I thank you for another opportunity to uh, just take a stab at this thing called life. And I pray that we don't take it for granted. In your name we pray. Amen. Oh, man. Um, so, before I guess we go anywhere else, in terms of picking up where we left off last time. Um, I know you probably have some things to say, but I was also like re-reading back um, and I talked to Jordan a little bit about it. Um, but from like the technical standpoint of... Our Jordan? Yeah. Okay. Um, from the technical standpoint of like Eden... Um, coming from us is wrong um which i don't know that we're necessarily like sold on the fact that eden came from us as much as we're concerned with the fact that there is a lot of things in us already um almost everything is in us already um not because of us but because of god um because of what he's put inside of us because he took the dirt uh, he took us and he literally put his breath of life in us um which distinctly separates us from everything else that he's created Mm -hmm. um and you know so essentially eden was already there um and he made us and he made the garden that he put in eden at the same time roughly because it says he made man picked him out of the dirt bro put the breath of life in him mm-hmm. and then it says and God planted a garden in Eden um, with where he was going to put man um, and so I think Eden doesn't necessarily come from us but the same thing that is in us is the same thing that is in the garden that was placed in Eden Um, And so when those two things align, when you and the circumstance that is meant for you align, that's where you have the springs of life um, that come forward. Um, There's something in you that is meant to not only kind of match that atmosphere, but to change it. Um, And you have an easier time changing things when there's relatability there. And the reason why Jesus' message is so powerful is because he was God and he became man. He said, I took on every single temptation. I took on all the same things that you've taken on. And because of that, we can directly relate um, to who he is. 
um, not on the grand scheme of things, but on the man side of things. Yeah. Um, and because of that relatability, we're changed and we're affected mm -hmm. um, in a dynamic way. Um, and so I think we all kind of have that atmosphere that we individually and some of us collectively are called to go into and change, but it's because there's something in us that matches something that's in the atmosphere. Um, you can't really change something that you're not like in any way, shape, or form because you can't understand them and they can't understand you. Um, I, I would say that changing the atmosphere um, comes from the ability that the Holy Spirit is within you. Matching the atmosphere of Eden is because the Holy Spirit is in you. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say those two are the same mm -hmm. in the sense of like if I walk into um, the club mm -hmm. that's Eden and that atmosphere is the atmosphere that matches in me. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So you can go into an atmosphere and change it because of the power that's inside of you. Right. Now, the thing that is for you is different than the thing that you need to change the atmosphere of. Because mm -hmm. if it's for you, it matches with what's already inside of you. Mm -hmm. And that's how you can go into it and tell, like, you know, my, my spirit is just, it just sits right with this. Yeah. Um, which is why it was so interesting when CJ was like, my spirit just doesn't sit right with this mm -hmm. revelation. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't. And so that's what I really want to talk about. It's yeah. just like why it just didn't sit right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Does that make sense, though? Like, the difference between the two? Yeah, I think I was more so saying that there is something in that environment that is also in us, and vice versa. Yes, through the Holy Spirit, that's what gives us the ability to change it. Uh -huh. um, but there was already that piece of ground that's in us and that piece of ground that's in that garden that we are called to work. Mm-hmm there is already um relation there yeah um and so you're right maybe the club now isn't that place where you match that energy yeah but there's something in you that in essence is still in there or in the people that are in there um that gives you the relatability Relate. but then the holy spirit is what gives you the ability to change that into something else um i don't but know i think I mean, like, I, I totally get being relatable and all that stuff. But at the same time, I think the Holy Spirit gives us the ability to um, not really care whether we're relatable or not, mm -hmm. as long as we're following Him. Because you look in Acts, and Acts 2, right? Peter gets up and he starts speaking, and um, the disciples are all speaking in tongues and in languages that they didn't even know yeah right mm -hmm. and the holy spirit gave them the ability and it even amazed um people of their time that they knew 12 different languages mm -hmm. from all these different countries that they'd never been to they yeah. weren't smart they weren't educated in that but the holy spirit gave them that ability mm -hmm. and i think just as much as there is that relatability we shouldn't undermine the fact that like relatability sometimes just doesn't matter yeah. because the only relatability that you really need and and this is just from my 
evangelist like just yeah. evangelistic like heart of like right who freaking cares in, yeah. in in that sense right right of like god's put eternity in the hearts of man mm-hmm. right that's relatability enough yeah you know like there's there's just that's going real. to be something that answers and responds to the message of the gospel and mm-hmm. the holy spirit can work in any man's heart and um mm-hmm. man i've just heard crazy stories though of like people who have were put in situations they shouldn't have been in yeah I had a friend who went into a mosque in in the Middle East in Egypt and prayed for a woman for healing. The woman got healed and she got to share Jesus. You don't do that. You really, like, Mm -hmm. that's like like borderline suicide. Kind of like, you just shouldn't be doing that because they will, like, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it's just not safe in any capacity. But, like, Jesus moved, you know? And so, like... Yes, relatability, but radical evangelism. A hundred percent. But <laughs> like, like I don't know, even in that scripture, uh, they spoke to the people in the languages that the people understood. Right. Mm-hmm. They spoke 12 languages, but they didn't go speak Chinese to Jordan. Yeah. Right. right. Don't understand it. But they How were is trying. this man speaking in my tongue and like, he's not my... Like, that's the thing is they my... were trying. Right. right. And that's, that's, that's happened to me so many times in the Salvation Room mm-hmm. where I'm saying stuff or like or, or where I've prayed for people where I'm saying stuff and I'm praying over people yeah. and I don't even know yeah. what they're going through but there's something that hits them and I never would have said it yeah. unless the Holy Spirit put on my heart to say right. and that relatability is not something I can create. True. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not something that we created. Yeah. We were made relatable already. And I think that's where mountains, valleys, promised lands, uh, the pendulum reference that you're talking about, the um, range gives us the ability to be a little bit more centered, you know? So when we were talking about the pendulum reference, it was about trying to find that middle because then you can hit either opposite end versus if you're all the way on this end, you have to overcorrect to do the other. Um, Mountains, valleys, and promised lands in terms of perspective um when you've been on a mountaintop and you've also been in the deepest depth of a valley you have the range to be able to speak and relate to anybody in between those two points right um i think where cj is coming from more so is just like like he said the evangelist heart of like you just shouldn't care just because like jesus is enough right and i get that i absolutely get that um like if jesus is with you I mean, like, yeah. you know, if, if God's moving that situation, because there are situations like um, it's it's been really interesting, bro, at my work, mm-hmm. because there's been this one person that I've been like, my heart's been for for her to go to church. Uh-huh. Right. Let's go. When I was working at Phil's before, like she and I talked we had great conversations, but she was not like there was no relatability, no middle ground for her to actually like yeah. feel comfortable mm-hmm. to come to church. Right. There was relatable ground. You guys work together. Oh, yeah, we work together. No, no, no. Like, there just wasn't, like, there was, for her, there was too much of a gap. Okay. Right? No matter just how, to come to church no matter how close we were, no yeah. matter how much we talked, and we had some really deep, vulnerable conversations, right? Yeah. And so, like, even with that, there was still this gap, right? So I come back a year later, and there's a girl who's now one of her close friends, and I ended up getting to know this girl, invite her to church. She comes to church, right? Mm -hmm. And now she's inviting that girl to church, and that girl's actually willing and said that she was willing because her friend is coming to church. And and I couldn't do that, right? There wasn't that relatability for me, whether that's because 
she doesn't trust guys in that sense. I'm just weird and she thinks I'm weird. Like whatever it is, right? There can be so many reasons. Uh, probably the weird one. Um, but like the thing is, is she's, she's like so much closer to coming to church and like coming in and just experiencing it. And I'm, every time I've talked to her about it, I'm like, Hey, you should come to church. I just want to hear what you think about it. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't I want, want you to get, info, I don't want yeah. you to get saved. I don't want you to like, you know, whatever. But like, well, you do we've want talked to get about, saved. yeah, I do. Yeah. But like, <laughs> like, I'm not, like, but that's actually not even my heart for inviting her is because I just know that once someone experiences the spirit of God, they're going to see that every other spirit and every other idol that they bow down to is so weak in comparison that like it's over. That they get saved. That they get saved, right? Yeah. But it's to me it's more of a moment. Yeah, it's it's not even like but that's like, just the byproduct. Like, that's the I byproduct. I feel like yeah, it's it, yeah. it's just the byproduct and I, it's like it's like that moment with Elijah on like against the the prophets of of Baal. It's just like like, all right, sure. Mm-hmm. Like, if you think you're so great, like, let's call down fire yeah. and see if it consumes the offering, you know? And that's the place that I've kind of turned to with a lot of evangelism. And I feel like it's just, you know, like, hey, can I pray for you? I don't want you to pray for me. Okay, well, did, will it hurt anything? Yeah. No? Okay. And then they're like, man, I really felt that. Well, like, yeah. let me tell you why, you know? Because, like, in that moment, God becomes tangible to them instead of me just being like, hey, you should get saved because I don't want you to go to hell. Like, and I, like, don't get me wrong, that's a totally good reason to get, like, saved. But, like, relationship with God and relationship with God starts with an encounter with Him, Mm -hmm. right? And so, like, I would so much rather have someone get saved after encountering the presence of God than to get saved just to get saved. And so that's why my heart is for her to just go there and experience the presence of God. Because I know once she experiences the presence of God, like, it's it's going to do something. And I don't know what. Yeah. That's up to God, how he's going to reveal himself to her. But, like, you know. I guess my question to you is, in that moment of being relatable, since that's what we're kind of just going around. In that moment, are you, is the spirit that's within CJ... Mm-hmm. enough to have common ground just because you guys work together for the spirit to work I think so um, I think I think yeah most definitely um, but sometimes I just don't have enough faith to step into that which is a lot of the, a right. lot of the time yeah you don't have enough faith to step into it but you, but what you have in you is enough. Hundred uh, percent. I think 100%. that is that's the basis of where the revelation came from. Of just Wait, what which revelation? Of Genesis three, yeah, of Eden, yeah, of coming from the dirt, and because we came from the dirt, and God breathed in us, what is in us is enough to be relatable to everybody, anybody, in any situation. Yeah. So we're are we on are we on the same page? Yeah. I, I think so. I'm kind of lost about I, how we got there. I, but I get what I, you're saying. Like, and and I think this will relate when I share kind of kind of what was off. Yeah. For me. Let's start there then. Okay. Because because actually we're like just even that yeah. it reminds me of Colossians three like it's it's just straight Colossians three where um uh shoot it's something like um Jesus is in is is 
Uh, we got it. Let me look it up. Bible memorization. I should, so I should get on that. I know. But Same. this is one of those soon ones as I that's kind of funky, you know? As soon as I said it. Not really. That's just an excuse. Because you know, you know which verses you should be constantly soaking in. What was the question John you asked, Rudy? What was the what's a practical way that we do something? And I said memorizing yeah. scripture. Yeah. As soon as I said it, God was like, oh, yeah. So you're going to go tell people to do it? And oh, yeah. About what are that. you doing? Oh, about that. <sighs> no, nope, that's not it. In Colossians 1401. Uh, oh, there we go. Yeah, I just found it, too. Colossians what? Three? Um, yeah, Colossians 3, uh, 311. Uh, and, and this is just like, this is just one of those, one of those verses. It, like, I'm going to read it just to keep it short, but like, there's so much context to this too, of like talking about what, um, what we're called to. And it's like, it's just kind of talking about that regardless of where you're from sort of thing mm-hmm. um, and have put on the new self which is being renewed in the knowledge after the image of its creator here there is not a Greek or Jew a Greek and Jew circumcised and uncircumcised bar- barbarian Scythian slave free but Christ is all and in all um, and then put on as God's chosen ones holy and beloved compassionate hearts etc etc um, but I, I think that verse is really just the idea of like there's no discrimination in Christ of what God will do in people and what he'll free them from because that's what Colossians 3 is talking about is it's taking off the old and putting on the new and like receiving all that Christ has for us setting our mind on things above and not things below but I love that point in it because he's like he's like there's no excuse like whether you're Jewish or you're not Jewish or you're barbarian or you're whatever it is whether you're a slave like Jesus calls you and like there is there is something that he has for you that we all need to respond to right and um anyhow i feel like that's what we're getting at with what you were saying yeah right yeah just this idea of like jesus is enough like he's put eternity in the hearts of man like everyone has this god concept you know to know who god is like this desire to know who god is could he put the eternity in the hearts of man by putting his fingers in the dirt and forming us well, he created it. I mean, that's that relates to the atmosphere of Eden, right? Because man was created in the Garden of Eden to be in perfect relationship with God. Yeah. Right? And so when we we're cut from the garden, the fabric of man didn't change. That, that man was still created to be in perfect relationship with God. Facts. But... Man was no longer in the atmosphere in which he was created, and so he was no longer in perfect relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And so the narrative of the gospel is that man has been cut off from perfect relationship with God, and therefore must have sacrifices to be set right before God, right? Mm-hmm. Or the Holy Spirit comes upon someone like David. And it isn't until Jesus comes and is the perfect sacrifice that the veil is torn and the presence of God and the, you know, the, the holy of holies 
is ripped open so that Eden is no longer, like the atmosphere of Eden is no longer confined to the garden, but it's actually released into the whole of the atmosphere of the world. And not just the atmosphere of the world, but within us. That the Holy Spirit can come and dwell within us. So we're basically saying the same thing. Yeah. Here's the thing about it, though. What, but like this is this is what wasn't sitting right with me, is we are saying the same thing yeah. about how we got there. Yeah, is what didn't sit right with me. Mm. And this is okay. uh, uh, before before I get into this, I want to preface this with what God's doing in me in this season. Yeah, because I, we talked about that last time of like, you know, that pendulum right of like I feel like God's really swinging me into this area of like um, knowing the word really well and knowing the truth really well. And like not speaking on something that I don't know the scripture for Mm -hmm. um, and not going off on something that seems like truth unless I know where it's anchored in the truth. Um, And so and and like even even to the definitions of things and there's like verses that I've like God's really put on my heart to tear apart and like um, John one. I got stuck in that for for a couple weeks because I was like, what is the word? What does it mean that Jesus was in the beginning with God and he, the foundation was created upon him? Like, how am I supposed to be able to go to someone and claim that the foundation of the world was like created, like Jesus was there and spoke into existence? And like, how, what does that even mean? And how can I claim that if I don't know what that, like, if I don't, you know, like, I know it's truth in the word, but like, you know, what does that even look like? Right? And that's my curiosity. But that and that's something that God's given me for this season. I really think. Yeah. Anyhow, all that to say, bro, John one's crazy. We need to talk about it. Um, anyhow, that being said, uh, it's interesting because there have been other seasons where like God's taking me through where I've been reading a chapter. <coughs> and God's like, read it backwards, right? Mm. Matthew, Matthew four. four. Um, or other times where like there's just imagery. I, I don't know, you know. And one thing that I love about I think this this table as a whole is we all discuss things and break things down in a very visual yeah visual way right uh, which is funny that we do a podcast and yeah. most of what we talk about is visual yeah um that's just ironic yeah um but what i think was really kind of bugging me was how the imagery was used and that was like what wasn't sitting right with me because i think imagery is a powerful tool to break a complicated concept into smaller sizable chunks to to eat Mm -hmm. um but what i felt like we were doing when we were talking about the garden of eden was we were taking biblical truth for like you know the biblical story of eden right and we were expounding on that image and then from that drawing a conclusion of truth Mm-hmm. instead of going from the truth in the New Testament and what's already written and what's already like solid word of God and saying, hey, like the Garden of Eden talked about this. Mm-hmm. And so like those two things combined, like paint this beautiful picture of the gospel and how like, you see what I mean? Yeah. I um, love that because it's just an honest, genuine feeling of how like you took what was what was going on in, in the, that conversation because like when we were going through the imagery of it I was like man that's so beautiful because it points to this 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 and this mm-hmm. and but we didn't talk about what it pointed to mm-hmm. and like part of that is like around this table I'm like yeah that's cool because I think we all 
have some basis of like where that's pointing to right yeah but the other thing for me is like as much as this is just a discussion of like open discussion of what who god is and what god's doing in our lives like i feel like we have a responsibility Mm -hmm. to point back to that because like if as we as we shared that imagery expanded 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 and i think there are streams that we could have just gone down that would have been just weird and mm-hmm. it would have gotten weird and it would have gotten unbiblical and untrue mm-hmm. of who we're called to be in the new testament um and it leaves this ambiguous space of like you know like oh how do i like how do i interpret that image you know and we may have like a grounding of like what the new testament says and and what jesus declares and like who god is but like when other people listen to it that's that that's also my perspective like if someone's listening to that and they don't have that grounding or like even an understanding of where to look at that right like it just gets funky you know and i feel like there's a weight to talking about the word of god like that and that that's that's the other side of it um and then there's the other like that's one side that's a second side a third side of it is that jesus used parables all the freaking time Mm -hmm. and he explained so much of the kingdom and truth of who he was and what his heart was and what the kingdom looked like like the kingdom of heaven is like and then he'd tell a story and that Mm -hmm. happens so many times throughout the gospels Mm -hmm. right and so it's kind of like this interesting space of like what does you know what does it look like to properly use imagery and not leave it open-ended mm-hmm. i think is kind of where i'm at yeah because i feel like that was the space we got because i was like tracking it until it got pretty open-ended and yeah. i was like ah that's when i started to shut down yeah is that no yeah that's fair i uh, think that was much I, better i think most of the time you know how that you how any of those revelations come out is it comes out, and then we kind of sit with it for a second. We're like, okay, either we go down that river or we mm-hmm. don't. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes we go down that river, and things just keep aligning. And mm-hmm. sometimes we go down that river, and we're like, oh, mm-hmm. and then we start hitting rocks. And then we then we stop. Right. Um, so I definitely understand that. I understand that the weight and the judgment get, that gets placed upon a teacher is different than that that gets impressed upon on a student. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand even... You know, I was kind of talking to Jamal and Jordan a little bit after. I was like, man, if somebody came up to you and just said Eden came out of you, um, that'd be a pretty, like, <laughs> shifting thing um, to to try to, like, swallow, you know? Yeah. Um, that changes a lot of things, which is why I made it a point to go back and read it and be like, well, we didn't, that, okay, that didn't happen, okay? Well, what, you know, I'm going over the details, but... Um, and that's and that's where for me I like like I feel like and and this gets in like I don't know for me I'm just like I've 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 been in too many too many spaces and this isn't like whether it's like talking about the Bible or just like other stuff where it just sounds good and people are like ah oh, yeah 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 mm-hmm. and like we're able to, like I I think a lot of the discussions around here like yeah. it's able to flow and we're able to sound good but like at the end of the day like. Mm-hmm. Have to get where, where does it yeah. leave us you know and, and that's like i think also what i was wrestling with yeah too yeah um it's hard for me to um not to hold back mm. but it's hard for me to 
um, describe something and not be able to apply it to what it needs to be applied to um, or what it is able to be applied to. Hmm. Um, because saying that Eden came from you, I, I'm pretty sure I was like, well, it's not that Eden came from us. Mm -hmm. But what I said in that moment was that it was God in us. Mm -hmm. And that like alone, like I literally remember getting up and being like, greater yeah. is he who is mm -hmm. what mm -hmm. in us. Yeah. And so like that mm -hmm. isn't open ended. Right. hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. Like that is yeah. biblical. Right. Yeah. You can take that word of it and apply it to everything mm -hmm. god yeah. is in you and so what does that mean you are in perfect relationship with him and not that you are in eden you're walking around like with flowers and everything but god is in you yeah that doesn't yeah. sound open-ended to me yeah that was yeah. why i was worried i was like how yeah. is this open-ended and i think it was because in the midst of certain detailed statements there was still open-ended statements where we were still Swank. kind of feeling it out and okay. so even yeah. though you made that statement yeah he was already lost at that point not lost but yeah, like I was gone. Already he was already gone okay. i was like you i was know? like okay yeah like well so so the thing is i think when i was hearing it too is i like heard the i heard that and i was like okay yeah like that but what about like these five other things that we just like kind of just right. left Muddled these along. right yeah because okay. we had to kind of re-grind through that to get to that point right but by then he was already in the dis we we're already we we're already Dis disconnected in yeah. agreement we weren't and, aligned ladies and gentlemen we're <laughs> and then we're wanting to, to try to reel that right back in to not only come to the conclusion together yeah but then to move forward together yeah that wasn't gonna like happen in that moment right you know yeah um, right but that's, you know, the power of being able to have this kind of conversation. There is people out there that there are things they do and don't know, yeah. truths that they're trying to figure out, and they don't have that person to sound off, mm. to disagree, but then to be able to come back and be like, well, why did we disagree? Yeah. You know, imagine this type of conversation, like, in the church, and you don't have that solid grounding, like you're saying, and yeah. then you disagree with somebody that you're like, wow, but they're really wise, so if I disagree with them, then I'm probably wrong, yeah. right? And then you lose that ability to ever even get corrected and to actually develop in truth. Yeah. Um, and so something that was yeah. kind of resonating with me when I knew that I wanted to go back to what we talked about was the alignment of truth. Um, mm. Because it doesn't hmm. always necessarily start in the truth, but that doesn't mean that it can't right. end up the in the truth. truth. Um, that's how I write my revelations. Like if I get a revelation, it's not that it's going to start perfect and sound. Right. Like, especially totally. Matthew 4. Like I had yeah. to, I rewrote that nine or ten different times yeah. and put different scriptures like no lord like what if somebody says this and that doesn't really like me so like that process of like where you hit a rock or you get mm -hmm. in a bumpy path or you say something that's like oh not really biblical right you can still get to the truth in the end so right. it doesn't like don't shut off the spring of what god is speaking to you in yeah. the moment totally because you hit a bump in the road right oh 100 percent. yeah don't do that and, and one probably three my child, when the Lord God speaks to you, never take his words lightly and never be upset when he corrects you. For the Father's sins comes only from his passionate love and pleasure for you. Mm. Even when it seems correct, uh, seems like his correction in his heart is still better than any father earth gives to his child. When 
if I read something that, or if God has spoken something to me that I believe is, I'm like, okay, I gotta hear what you're saying. I'm a, I'm a dive deep in that, regardless if, if it is truly real or not, because I believe that is what He spoke. Right. People will, will think of, oh, the Bible said it this way. The Bible said it this way. You're always gonna have that debate. But also in that, I'm not afraid of admitting if I'm incorrect. Mm-hmm. Not shying from that area, because one that leads to one, even the Proverbs saying, of wisdom, admitting that you're wrong, and listening mm-hmm. when you're wrong so you're able to know what the truth is. I trust that the people that I have conversations with that are around me, if I'm going to tell them what I believe, let me know if, if what I think is true is not true, so I can find that truth. Yeah. yeah. But you're not going to know that if you're afraid to go down that path yeah. of like, oh, this is what I believe and it could be true, it could not be true. Yeah. Yeah. If you're worried of like, I'm not going to go down that road, go down that road because it, it could lead to untruth. It's like, you're right. afraid of something that's just, yeah. that's, that's really wisdom. Right. Mm-hmm. That you will learn something. You could have a completely different kind of revelation through the non-truth that you just had. Right. By finding out what you, what you don't want to do, you find out what you do want to do. Mm-hmm. Like the whole, like all things work for the good. Mm-hmm. All things. Like it's not just partial. You can easily get to, um, I wouldn't say easily, but just the process of like getting to a revelation is nine times out of ten never going to be perfect. Mm. Um, so... Hundred um, percent, and why I'm kind of like zoning in and out is because in uh, we in, do that a lot here at COTM. <laughs> in Exodus 17, after they moved on from, well, they were still receiving manna and quail, but this is when they left, like the uh, the mountain of sin or whatever it was called, desert of sin or something like that. They leave that into this place where mind you they had just started receiving manna and quail so they're still in the freshness of receiving um but they go into a place where there's nothing to drink um Mm. and god tells moses go to this place in harem wow Wow. Wow. and go to this rock in front of these elders it's really in front of people go to this rock in front of people and just strike it just keep hitting it and i think when it comes to aligning into that truth Sometimes you just need to keep hitting that rock, hmm. you know, you need to keep striking and the problem is we don't want to do that in front of people because we don't want to be wrong not only once, we don't want to be wrong twice, three times, four times, five times just to try to figure out what the truth, what is actually trying to be said here, mm-hmm. but man, go out, just hit that rock, man, in front of these people so that the testament of what can be done of the water that's going to come from that. You are spot on with the concept. Mm-hmm. It's just he didn't tell him to strike it. He told him to speak to the rock. He told him to speak to and the he, rock. He didn't have enough faith. Like what CJ was just talking about, he didn't have enough faith to speak to the rock. And so what? Hmm. he was just frustrated about being in that situation. So what happened? He struck the rock and nothing happened. And then he struck it again out of frustration. And mm. then water flowed from it. So it, I completely understand what you're saying. In front of people you will have a process of like being wrong but you'll get to the wellsprings that god told you was going to happen that's not only going to satisfy you but it's going to be for the people to literally drink yeah literally the people were like we have nothing to drink 
and they're just getting mad at Moses. And he's like, God, why would you bring us here? There's nothing to drink. Right. There is nothing to drink here. Yeah. Not only for myself, but for the people that are following me, for the people that are depending on me. What shall I do? What shall I do? Well, take them to this rock and go talk to this rock. Like, man. But we don't want to look foolish. But but first comes the moment where the Lord speaks to him and he's with the Lord. And I think that's like, especially when we're getting into Revelations and we're talking about God speaking through through his word and God speaking. um, I'm sorry. I apologize. I just read it. He was supposed to strike it. I oh. don't know where I got speak okay. speak it from. <laughs> <laughs> I was wrong in front of people. There it is, right there. there. there Anyways, is. continue. CJ. Um, but it it all comes from that moment with with God alone, um, where he comes to the Lord and says, "Here's this problem. Like, what do I do with it?" Yeah. And and when we look in the New Testament, um, we're like G- Jesus says, "I'm going to send you a helper." Uh, a teacher right Mm -hmm. and um i think it's in philippians or galatians um i don't know uh look it up and find it if if you if you're curious um but it talks about the holy spirit being the teacher and teaching of all truth i think yeah um it's something along those lines um don't trust me look it up um but i really like that because i think he first had to go to God yeah. to get the instruction mm-hmm. and to be told what to do and like even even have the idea like like who has the idea to strike a rock with a stick yeah. right you know like a to staff water right out. it's like it's like a weird thing yeah. and so it's like first go to the like like first go to the Lord hear the revelation he has for you and then do it in then then share it in front of people yeah, yeah. I think because that was for me uh, Matthew 4 was one of those where I was like, I was like, man, it was so funny too. Cause we, what were we doing? We were on our way to go get coffee. And I was like, Hey, yeah, God was speaking to me this morning. I, I was reading like Matthew four. It was crazy. Cause Jesus, like it's talking about how Jesus went into the desert and how Satan tempted him. And, um, hopefully we'll get into the, that at some point or you'll hear one of us preach on it. Somewhere. somewhere um i'm sure it'll be used multiple times. sometime most definitely it's gonna be it's gonna it blows my mind yeah no. Any, anyhow so so um i was just like yeah god god told me to read it backwards and this is kind of what i got from it yeah and from there that was when i think both of us started to refine it and it actually became something far more um fulfilling than just a moment i had with god that morning mm. And I think that's the beautiful thing is because Moses could go away. It was Moses, right? Mm-hmm. Moses could go away with God and get something from God, but it took an extra thing for him to go and share it with the people. Yeah. And then once he did share it with the people, it actually was able to feed other people and able to sustain other people and give them something else. And that was just what happened in that moment with that revelation is I, I got it from the Lord that morning when I was spending time with him. And then I was like, hey, Jamal, by the way, this. And and I wasn't even like, it was so funny because I hadn't even journaled it. I hadn't even written it down. But then from sharing it with Jamal, that was the, like, I realized the weight of what, like, and we started talking about it and the yeah. Holy Spirit expounded upon it. Yeah. Um, and, and the waters flowed. Uh, like, just revelation. God was just holy spirit was doing crazy things um i think that but i think it took that moment is is this is this moment like we don't come 
here to sit down and not meet with the Holy Spirit yeah. and be like, speak Holy Spirit. Um, I don't think that's why we pray every time before we get on air. Uh, sometimes we forget for sure. But the main point of COTM in general is Holy Spirit speak. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't necessarily um, you can experience God in any moment of, of your life and don't limit him to your bedroom though it mm, should start definitely. there uh, for sure and it can start in a church but like you can experience Jesus speaking to you walking through Whole Foods and he speaks to you about protein bars yeah. or whatever yeah. you know it, it could happen at any any moment most definitely. Um, that will start a trail of springs just flowing out. Um, it could get rocky, but again, your revelation will eventually lead you to truth if you're seeking Jesus. The disciples were with him, and yet only what, one of them? Was it Peter was the only one that knew? Um, For... When, when, when they were with Jesus, and Jesus was like, who am I? Oh uh, yeah, it was. They were all there. The all only... of them have been walking with them. All of them knew. All of them have been with them through everything. And That's yet really they good. Still didn't come out it... with, the, with the right thing. Right. Right. I bet at least one of them was like, "Well, how do you know he's the Christ?" Yeah. you know like but that's you know and that's where it's like man it's crazy how like unqualified we feel to just play our role because like jesus took the guy that had the wavering faith said you're the rock while you're wavering yeah you know he's like no you're the rock you're wavering but you're the rock like you know like i'm just like man there's so many of us that don't feel great but like Mm. god's like you're great yeah you know and like in the moment of you not being great in that's r- in, in your worst moment he's like god you're so great um but <laughs> it's just a picture in my mind of let, let's say think of think of it as we all have kids and our kid is trying to figure something out and yet he doesn't know if it's good or bad but you're he's trying to find the good yeah. yeah, and sometimes he's walking in that bad, but he's like, you know, I just want to find that good. I honestly, the picture of God, like, yo, smiling, just smiling, like, yeah. yo, you, you're trying. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. all. Like, you're you're trying. Like in the in the we talked about it before through the decisions that God gives you. Sometimes He won't speak into it because He sometimes gives you a choice. Um, mm. I believe which one takes more faith, and it's like. God, I don't hear what you're saying, but I'm going to go here, and I'm afraid. I know that you're in the whole heart, in my heart, and I know wholeheartedly that you're going to work regardless of what I choose from. Yeah. To me, that, I, in the picture in my head, is like, <laughs> if you're doing this for my, for, for what you believe I'm wanting, I'm a blessing. <laughs> um, just to circle back, because it's kind of taking me into that tools of alignment, um, but it was just something that I just felt earlier that I wanted to share with you guys um, personally um, because it's the same, the weapon of choice, right? What is your weapon mm-hmm. of choice, right? You lean on discernment, you lean on the Holy Spirit, do some crazy stuff. Like, you know, I like we all lean and have that tendency or that go-to, that weapon of choice, you know, where... We're so comfortable with it, we can hit fire on the run with it, you know? Mm. It's like when 
you're so when you've built that um like athleticism natural right i can walk into a gym pick up a basketball shoot it mm -hmm. i have a pretty decent chance of making it even though i haven't warmed up or anything because of the amount of time that I put in doing that particular thing. Yeah. And so we see things like David, right? He's used the rock to kill the lion, to kill the bear, to kill the wolf, to you know get predators away. And it's the exact same casual thing that he used when it came to Goliath. Um, when it came to Moses, the word said in Exodus 17, the same staff that you use to divide the Nile, go and use it to strike this rock. He used the exact same tool because Moses' tool, Moses' weapon was not his words. Moses was a doer. He wasn't a talker. The, he, the speech, he couldn't talk. Yeah. He's like, no, you're going to be a doer from yeah. the get-go. You know, yeah. he just did things. Um, but he did things with the thing that he literally stood on every single day, which is his staff. He used the staff to walk every day. He used the staff to exit. He used the staff to enter. He used the staff to divide the seas. He used the, the to bring seas out of the rock. Like, it was the same weapon over and over and over. And so the tool that saves you is the very same tool that you're going to use to save others. The same tool that freed you is what you're going to use to free others. And that's just the thing that becomes just so second nature that it, you don't even have to warm up. You just, you just now do it. And so when it comes to that discernment, you've done it so many times that now yeah. the discernment goes beyond being in the church building. Now it goes into this workplace. Now it goes to Valley with you. Now it goes to Panera with you. Now it goes to all these places. But it's the same weapon. It is the same tool that you've been using. Um, you know, for me, it's a communicating standpoint, right? Speaking through images and through words, and they're not necessarily all aligned at first, but the more I continue to talk through it and talk through it and talk through it, eventually you find, I find, where it starts to kind of line up. And that played well for me in the podcast. That plays well in one-on-one -on -one conversations. Mm -hmm. That plays well in just how I learn myself because yeah. that's how I learned. That's how I did all of these yeah. things. Yeah. And now it's the exact same thing that I'm using to help other people. Yeah. Um, so the same thing that he's going to use you to divide the seas with is the same thing he's going to use for you to strike a rock and bring water out of. Hmm. I love that. Like, like Rudy? Bro. <laughs> We're live. I don't care. Pathetic. <laughs> Yeah, you really are. Uh, um, Sunday. I know you two weren't there on Sunday night. Me and Jordan were. Uh, Pastor Chase was talking about how we need to be more self-reflective. Um, the the sign of of self-control is is a sign of the Holy Spirit being there because it's the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And when you have self-control, what is connected to self-control is being self-aware. And when you're self-aware, you can you can digest certain things and, and that are wrong with you and try to make them a positive and remove them and do all this other stuff. Mm -hmm. And so what he was relating it to was when you, uh, you're self-reflective on why you used to do something and now you no longer do it. But when you figured out you no longer do it, the enemy tries to attack you double times as hard to try to get that ground back. Mm -hmm. We talked about that earlier, mm -hmm. um, in the, this season, this past season. Um, and what happened was he had got so good at doing that, basically the discernment, mm -hmm. that he was in the gym. And some people were talking about how, hey, they were talking amongst themselves and he was just in the, he was in the gym, he was in the sauna, he was uh, 
You said he was doing abs. Whatever, Chase. I feel like you were just sitting there. <laughs> I feel like you were just sitting there. <laughs> he, said, he said their conversation was uh, along the lines of like, hey, man, you know, I tried to stop smoking weed the other day mm-hmm. and uh, I kind of had nightmares. Mm-hmm. Did you have the same? And the guy was like, yeah, to be honest with you, I, I did. I, I did have nightmares. Yeah. In that moment, he was like, oh, that's a little weird. Yeah. And so that same discernment that he used to get out of something was now being in overdrive to like connect something in somebody else. Like, oh, that's not normal. Yeah. And even in, in, he said that he relapsed and smoked, and when he when he smoked, slept completely free. Yeah. Completely fine. Completely fine. Yeah. Completely fine. <laughs> um, and so just just that concept of like continuing to sharpen the tool that freed you and it's going to free others as well yeah is really really uh it's so simple but it's profound at the same time yeah Hmm. yeah um because just to even play with the whole call of duty thing right maps different maps different environments different areas different gardens different edens all these different things there are different tools to be like if if David wasn't in the field, he wouldn't have been using a rock. Right. <laughs> he wouldn't have been using a rock. Yeah. If Moses didn't have to travel from Egypt to the promised land, he probably wouldn't have been using a staff. He wouldn't have had to walk that far. You know, so it's just like there is... If he never got kicked out of Egypt, he would have never had to grab a staff because he would he became a, a sheep's herder for... Yeah. Wow. You know, so yeah. the, the tools are, decla- are not only related to you... But they're also related to where you you individually are called to go um, and the purpose that you are meant to serve. Hmm. And um, that's and so to give a practical example, MVP literally came from that exact space. Hmm. From that exact space of me saying, what the heck does expansion look like? Look like to me. That's literally, that's the wording. That's the verbatim. What does does expansion look like to me? Hmm. Mountains, valleys, promised lands. Mm -hmm. You know? Um, And from the same weapon that saved me mm-hmm. now not only did this event get named after it and did this message start getting pushed out but now we have an entire sermon series dedicated to helping people already seeing the promise currently within, within them Jeez, i think i think what happened when we first started this revelation um was something that's already within you cj you went to ywam and to start off um you were in curriculum like you sat and listened to teachers teach yeah you sat and you listened to teachers teach And so when we get around this table and we speak, you're like, well, if we're going to do it, we should do it more 
like a format style of how it goes to the conclusion. I feel like this is just my feeling of that when it didn't become a format to get to a solid ended conclusion, uh-huh. it got shaky within the process of like what's going. So it actually it's it's interesting because yes and no. Okay. It wasn't a format. Half the time the speakers would just speak on whatever the Holy Spirit was leading. So it was a lot of this. Of like stuff of just like revelation, revelation, revelation. Mm-hmm. Just like crazy deep stuff. And honestly, bro, like every time I open my like my notebook, it's like I'll read a page and just get wrecked. Because I haven't dug deep into mm-hmm. something that is like so many miles deeper. Like one of the speakers for half of our lecture unpacked the Ten Commandments and how they were split up and why they were so key and all this stuff, right? Super deep stuff. In the order of it. Right? And just like, just unpack that. And here I used to think like, from my understanding of the Bible, I was like, I was like, yeah, but why do we need the Ten Commandments? And he was like, no, no, the Ten Commandments actually pointed to the New Covenant and this is why we still like need to value them. Mm -hmm. Anyhow, um, it was just revelation, 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 revelation. And the thing that we always started, I mean, we started, the, we had three months of lectures, right? We started it with this, and just about every single week someone said it, is chew the meat, spit out the bones. And so for three months, I sat in lectures for three hours a day, listening to Revelation, just being like, which of this am I actually going to keep? Which of this is actually, like, stuff in scripture that I, like... I know aligns with truth. Yeah. And which of it doesn't align with truth. Yeah. Because there were some weird things I heard. Yeah. Some really weird. Like, I don't even, I can't even get into the weird <laughs> things I heard. You know? Because I don't even know how to explain them. You know? Um, it, <laughs> some weird stuff. Um, some. Uh, we should talk about sitting weird, through weird, weird stuff. Weird moments of the spirit. Anyhow. And, and so, so with that, I would just sit there. Right, we would just sit there and we'd listen, and uh, it was up to you if you wanted to take notes, uh, chew the meat, spit out the bones. If something sticks out to you that is gives you sustenance, take it. If there's something that doesn't, spit it out. You know, and uh, and so there was a lot of meat and quite a few bones, um, and so I just I just I just learned how to like split it. You know, just like yeah. oh okay like yeah for like three days of this week. Right, because we'd have a lecture for three or for a week, right? Mm-hmm. So for three days of this week, like I totally get like this revelation, this revelation, this revelation, this revelation. But then when it got into this, I'm like, I, like I don't see why, mm-hmm. you know? And and for me, that's like just me. Yeah. Like there were probably other people in the room where it was like blowing their minds and like you right. know, they had like the context. But here's something that I understand is that. My revelation of God is built on, like, like if we could, if we could talk about, like, if we were to, you know, for, for like a building, right? A, like a brick building, right? It takes lots of different bricks, yeah. right? I have a totally set of bricks for the building that I have than you do. Yeah. And that you do. And that you do. Because God started with a revelation of this and then a revelation of that and then a revelation of that and then yeah. a revelation of that. 
and that was the first layer. And then a revelation of that, and a revelation of that, a revelation of that. And in every single person's life, those revelations will be in totally different orders. Mm -hmm. So you might have a foundation or a structure that is built on like a total different order of revelation. And so for some people, the idea of sonship and the revelation of what it means to be a son, where it talks about it in Romans eight, mm -hmm. that might be something that comes much later, Yeah. right? Um, yeah. But then there's like a revelation of the holiness of God that might come first, right. that might actually like, keep them not keep them but like kind of like mm. they might have a misunderstanding of, of how to place the brick of holiness next to the brick of sonship because as a son like i can approach god with confidence and be vulnerable and open with him Dominance. and like receive his love in a very like broken place but because of his holiness like i have a fear of the lord where i'm actually honestly like have a fear of being in his presence and being like being like filled yeah. with the sin that I have right and so those two revelations next to each other are going to be pretty funky and there's going to be a lot of like um, ways in which they you know you got to figure out how they fit together yeah. right and so that's the thing with it is like a lot of those guys that were coming in they're like 50 60 years old and they had so like so much more than I could ever understand of God right in at least where I'm at right now. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I'd hope and dream that God will reveal the things to me that he revealed to them. But there were some of them that didn't have certain revelations that others had deep revelations of. Yeah. And that was really clear to me. Yeah. Of just like, okay, like, you know, like I agree with part of what he said, but it seems like he didn't take into account this aspect of God. Mm -hmm. yeah. But the character and nature of God is so vast and so like, like just just unimaginable and unfathomable and then every single one of those characteristics if you were going to even like start to unpack it mm -hmm. he's so great and so infinite which yeah. is another character and right. nature aspect of him right if you were just to unpack the infiniteness of his holiness yeah you could spend your whole life just like trying to figure it out just like getting <laughs> revelations on the holiness of god mm but not understand the love that he has in the whole like right. and, and there is that love in it but it's like you know like i don't even know how to like start to unpack that so that being said right because he's holding that was all lectures. the man if he doesn't yeah. love me that was lectures that for do? me yeah that's, that's what it was and and so like yeah one week it would be like super biblical stuff other weeks it would be just really prophetic stuff other weeks it was like very experiential stuff yeah. that wasn't even like necessarily linked to biblical stuff yeah and so so that's i think that's where that desire for me of like okay where's this like let's bring it back to the word right. because the word is what you know it all links back to and if we can't link it back to the word then then it's experience and experience isn't bad yeah. and like prophetic vision and prophetic revelation of who god is isn't bad right but i feel like in any way shape or form we should be able to point it back to the word and and yeah. ground it somewhat in who god's already shown himself to be for for generations and generations because that's really what the bible is right uh, like, sorry that's that's just that's just my heart for for that I and like where i'm at with really it. like what you said about chewing the meat and spitting out the bones because we as a culture don't do well with um taking it with a grain of salt um, because like you said, if, if you study purely the holiness of God, you're going to, 
you're gonna go around condemning everybody mm-hmm. but you're not taking it with a grain of salt yeah um, and there are churches that do that and I don't doubt they have a re- revelation of God yeah which is weird yeah I mean that's his vastness yeah you know that's, that's his, his vastness, vastness is that you can be so right in one area and so wrong in another it's like it's and following the meek with the meat in the sense of the meat is cooked right but there's no seasoning that's put on it to make it have that extra bonus on it in the sense of somebody could have a revelation on something but because they hadn't dived as deep as they should have the the meat is raw it doesn't Mm -hmm. taste good at all Mm -hmm. um Because they didn't die. Half cooked revelation. Yeah, half cooked revelation for it's sure. It's not a golden apple on a silver platter. No, it's not. And <laughs> which is why uh, I try to rewrite things so many different times because yeah. I know like something always comes up where I'm like, what about this verse? It actually directly goes against what I just said. So how do I explain this in a way where it's I don't want to say all inclusive, but I want to say where it doesn't go against the word of God. Um, it actually supports it, if that makes mm. sense. It's, yeah. It supports everything um, with within the word. Um, we're at an hour. And we probably need to wrap up. I was going to say something else. I forgot that. <sighs> sitting in think- strange. Sitting in strange. Sit. How do you how do you uh-huh. sit through um, funkiness? And that's where it's kind of funny even with the steak analogy because like some people like prefer their steak medium rare and still bleeding and still pink and like there's the thing between preference and value and like just because the steak isn't cooked as much people argue that if you cook the steak too much it's actually not even the way you're supposed to cook it. Um, and so, but what happens is when somebody gives you that raw steak and you still have the blood, that's, that's context. That's like the raw message in the moment that is directly related to what that thing actually is. When you've cooked that steak past the point of recognition, it's so sweet and palatable for your taste. That doesn't mean that it's more true because it's more seasoned and more cooked. Raw steak, you actually need to choose. You need to actually choose. You need to chew through raw steak more. And then on top of you said, "There's the blood." Like there's the blood, but the the value of having to chew through the raw meat is sitting in the weirdness. That's the exact same thing. Do look it up for yourself. Is basically what Rudy is saying. Like when somebody (laughs) presents something to you and it doesn't sit right, look it up for yourself. Deconstruct it. Deconstruct it. With we should know the Bible more more than our passage. Deconstruct it. Yeah. 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 Um, That's why. Well, and that's and that's where I mean I think I think we we talked about this last time too. Is what Rock talked about, Um, or maybe we didn't talk about. We didn't talk about about. last time, but Um, two times before. Yeah. No. Rock. Freaking. God bless Rock, right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Um, amen. 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 Um, Hallelujah. <laughs> yeah. Praise the Lord. Um, <laughs> sorry. Rock, Rock really blessed us. Everybody. For real. As For real. you can tell, we this, just had a little praise break. He, <laughs> uh, I've never met him either. So, so he was this homeless He's guy that we me, met, though. and Jamal got wrecked. Wrecked. He just he. So we went to go serve the homeless, yeah. and. 
Jamal just got stuck in this conversation. Not stuck. I was, um, I didn't know what was, yes, arrested. I didn't know what the word was, but he said it in the middle of the conversation. CJ was already there by that time. He said, the reason why we haven't moved yet is because we have been arrested by the Holy Spirit. When he had said that, I was like, that's it. I'm not moving from this spot for the rest of the time we're out here because you can go and try to serve for something and God's trying to do something completely different. And that's what he was doing in the moment. But yeah, yeah, CJ, go ahead on the the heart and what Rock said. Um, What Rock said was um, what what he really encouraged was um, study and show yourself approved. Mm. As uh, I forget the rest of the verse. Go look it up. Um, That's our go-to. And, and I, I'm gonna keep, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep saying that, and only share half of it because I don't remember the full bit of it. Uh, I remember the context of it, but I think if you don't look it up, uh, you only get half of what it's worth. You're missing the whole point of this episode. Yeah. Um, I think, yeah, exactly. That's why I'm mainly doing it this episode. I think every other episode we've like gone into the actual no, scripture. We need to go back to the scripture. Yeah, no, no. This not, time, not just this go look time. it up. Just go look everything up. Uh, good luck. <laughs> Google, Google helps. You know, just just type in what you know. Google show you some. Anyhow, getting back to it. Um, I, from from what he said on that, he he was saying he's like, yeah, my mom encouraged, like my mom growing up encouraged me to challenge the pastor. Like everything the pastor said, look up those verses, see if that's what it actually said, and like dig into it. Yeah. And and from that moment, I was kind of like, dang, that's so true. Because like often I'll just like listen to the pastor and be like, oh, that's good, that's a good word. Yeah. You know, like that sounds good. I mean, he's a pastor, so you know, he wouldn't be a pastor if he didn't know his word. But the reality is we're all human. We all make mistakes. And just as much as like, I mean, I can make a mistake about my understanding of God. um, Like it's that still doesn't give me an excuse to not go look up the word and to know it to the best of my ability. Yeah. You know, Um, and I feel like a lot of times that's overwhelming because we're looking at the Bible and we're like, oh, my gosh, there's so much of this. But the reality is, is that. All of it points back to this simple idea of the gospel. Mm-hmm. And if there's anything you get from this like really podcast, is like the gospel is the foundation of what the Bible is. Yeah. Like that's where Jesus is talking about what the kingdom of heaven is. Yeah. And I want to go into what the gospel is, but I think that that's something that you need to go and search for yourself and ask the Lord, seek the Lord, read the word and be like, what does the gospel truly mean? What does freedom and salvation truly mean for me in my life? Because that is the process of sanctification. Mm. I can't say what the gospel fully is because I haven't fully seen it poured out and manifest in my life, right? Because mm-hmm. um, if I did, then I don't know, some crazy stuff would be happening, <laughs> you know? Um, but but yeah, I think I think it really all just points back to the gospel. It all points back to Jesus and um, who He is, what He taught, and what what His purpose on earth was um, as the good news and to bring salvation to man. Um, and that's not the gospel, but that's like just just yeah. different diving off points for it. Right. Um, but you need to show yourself studying, like you need to study and show yourself approved, right? Yeah. Um, and it's not like you're studying for a test that will ultimately come on judgment day. The test is every single day when you have that moment with that coworker or you have that moment with 
um, like w what decision you want to make with life and, and what you value. And when you're at church, when you're at church listening to your pastor, like it applies in so many areas. Yeah. And um, if like your pastor is not going to account for you when you get to heaven, you know, it's going to be yeah. you. And, 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 and like that kind of like, I'm not saying that to be like, you know, like condemning but I think another way to put it and and the way I like to see it more is like I don't ever want to go over to someone's house and not know who they are yeah. like you ever have that awkward moment where you're invited to someone's house and like it's your first time being there so you're kind of like really uncomfortable and you you're also just like, don't know the person and you don't know the person because your friend invited you and then your friend like, like do I even sit down do I take my shoes off exactly like do what am I supposed I, to do in this situation introduce myself is there like, gonna be food I don't know really you know like that's that's one of my thoughts that's one of my main thoughts that's um, really good where's the bathroom um, you know you and know and so so like that's that's how I see it with God is I'm like man if I'm gonna spend eternity with that guy um <laughs> Probably I, get to know him a little bit. I should probably get to know him so at least when I get to heaven, I'm like, oh, you're the guy. Yeah. You know, thanks, <laughs> Jesus, for saving me. You know, thanks for dying on the cross. Yeah. And, 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 and of course, like, <laughs> that's really shallow. us being invited in the house. So when other people are coming to the house, it's more of like, this is where the direction you should go. That's where that is. That's where that is. Hmm. I would agree. I feel like revelations are like that. That's where his healing's at. That's where that is. That's where that is. This is how I discovered the shoes of peace. This is how I uh, got to, you know, like those are different facets of God and, and um, being saved ourselves. We walk around with heaven in us. We are the people that are to bring the key, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It's supposed to come through us. And so yeah. having that in us we're able to point point it out this episode is getting really long yeah really really long so but uh in short, <laughs> in short it is in you all of it all of it because god is in you yeah because his breath is in you um because his son died for you and because his spirit remains with you and um thanks for listening everybody this has been another episode of <laughs> c-o-t-m we're live! Yeah.